Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we have a very special guest, the star of Showtime's latest hit, Yellow Jackets, Sophie Nelly. Sophie, thank you so much for being here with us today, and I gotta say, yesterday was the finale, congratulations. How are you thank feeling you. the day after season one is wrapped up? Uh, it's it's crazy, I think. I'm I'm still not grasping it yet and understanding it it feels weird to not have been able to watch the finale with the other cast members we were all like celebrating and texting in the chat um yeah if it, it, it feels like we shot it yesterday and we just wrap it it's all been happening very quickly but we're so happy about the responses everyone seems to be really liking the show so yeah we're very excited that is an understatement now uh when you guys went in to film the pilot was it just a pilot and you guys were waiting to see if the show was going to be picked up or did you know you guys were doing a full season at that point? Uh, no, it was just the pilot at that point. We um, didn't know it would get picked up. We didn't know what would be happening in, and what would be happening in the whole season. Um, we had no idea of any of the plot twists. Um, so we just shot it and we were hoping for the best. And then about a year after, because there's the whole pandemic that happened right afterwards, um, we got the great news that we got picked up and then we started shooting pretty early after that. That is great. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure the pilot, uh, it was amazing. And I'm sure it just took off and it was a no brainer for there, from, from there for Showtime to pick up the rest of the season. Now the headlines today from the finale, were everything you could hope for. One headline from IndieWire reads, Yellow Jackets caps off the most disturbing TV season in years and one of the best. Now, looking back, after I assume you were watching, you got to see the episodes at some point, would you classify it as disturbing as a lot of the headlines make it out to be? I think so, but I think... Uh... I mean, not only the finale, I think the whole show is quite disturbing. And that's what I love about it is that it jumps uh, into this rawness and realness as of episode one, even episode two, I think it's it's straight into like the horror, uh, the drama and you see, and I think it's, it's the, yeah, it's seeing such shock images that you're, I mean, they're not used to, you're not used to being exposed to. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's quite gruesome and it's hard to watch, but, um, I think that's what makes the show so great. What do you think it is about Yellow Jackets that it tapped into that previous shows on the same premise, like a Lost, uh, that Yellow Jackets tapped into that, you know, other shows could not, that is just really attributed to this really early on success? I think it's because it's. I mean, mostly a bunch of women, and that's something we're not used to seeing. I think we're used to seeing groups of people, and, and we know that you know men are strong and, and capable of, of such uh, cruelty, maybe, and aggressivity. And I think we're that's not expected of women. Um, we're not used to seeing women's darker side and flaws. Um, and I think that that's what makes the show so unique, and, and to see how strong women are together i think that um when we when we work as a team and as a group we're kind of undefeatable and i think that's what's so amazing about the show that is true now in december yellow jackets was picked up for a second season 
were you guys confident after you wrapped filming season one that you were going to pick up? Was there a big uncertainty? What were your feelings when you got the news that you got picked up for a second season? Well, I'm quite the pessimist in general. Like I'm, I'm never satisfied with any of the work that I do. So I was quite skeptical. Um, but the showrunners and, and everyone um, on that was working on the project, um, they, they kept telling us towards the end of the shoot how amazing the first episodes were and how the response to it was great. And they they were very confident that the show would get the amount of love and, and respect that it got. Um, I was, yeah, again, I was quite skeptical. Um, and it, But it's hard to say when you're in it, when you're shooting it, there's always little things that you see that other people don't. Um, but as soon as the first couple of episodes started coming out, we just, from the get-go, started get, getting great critics um, and reviews, and it just kept going on. And so, I mean, I'm still kind of shocked at the amount of love we've been oh, getting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> where were, do you remember when you found out the news that it was renewed? Um, yeah, I was, um, I, I, I was probably, I don't know where I was. I can't remember. I was probably, I'm here in Montreal, probably in my home. Um, and I, I actually got the news from someone in the cast and they're like, I have a little heads up, like no one knows, but I do, uh, don't tell anyone. And he texted me and told me, um, and we were so happy because we, I think we all, we all enjoyed working on it so much and it's so cliche, but we really were kind of like a family. Um, and from the minute we wrapped, I think we all missed each other a lot. And um, it was just such a fun project to be on. And, and we loved the script and we loved the intensity of it all. And I love how it can go so many ways. Like there are so many directions that the second season can lean towards. And I think that's very exciting for us. Well, since you brought that up, uh, this show has spurred on a very big, loyal, dedicated fan base. There are sites out there where people are exchanging theories. Uh, how, how does that make you feel? Do you peek in and see what people are saying? I'm not really one to read the reviews. It's been mostly my dad who's been sending them to me sometimes or members of my family of my family or the, the people in the group chat, the other girls um, are on Reddit a lot. I know that's kind of where all the, the theories are. Uh -huh. I think it's so cool. I don't read them, but I should start reading them because whenever I, I, I read them, I think they're insane. Like the fans go, go completely crazy on the reviews and on the theories. Like they pick up on things that I didn't even notice. Like they'll see this specific sign with this shot and this strand of hair and this oh, yeah. line from a character and they create a whole story and I'm like wow the imagination is just beyond and they're actually quite fun to read and they probably know the show better than I do so <laughs> I, I think it's really fun but I yeah I don't I don't know I have other things to do during my day so I don't really spend my time reading reviews but I see I see some here and there yeah people love it to do uh you know do the fan theories and come up with their own scenarios on what's going to happen because this is exactly the kind of story it is. You don't know what's going to happen from one episode to the next. Now, the story is told in two different timelines, 1996, which is your timeline, and the present, which is 
2021, where we see older Shauna, which is your character, uh, they do it brilliantly, the way they flip back and forth between the two timelines. Um, how is it for you as an actress uh, performing a character where your future self is already written? Uh, how do you approach that as an actress? I mean, for me, it wasn't that difficult because if you look at it from a character point of view, um, my character, when she's set in the wilderness or at any time, actually, doesn't know what's going to happen ahead of her. So I try not to let anything that's written of my older self affect my character or the way I play things because Shauna doesn't know how, mm -hmm. what, what, are, what events are about to happen. She doesn't know if she's going to kill someone. She doesn't know what's to come. So I kind of try to just take it um, day by day. Obviously, now that I've seen the first um, season and, and seen how Melanie plays Shauna, there are little things that I've picked up on, like the way she clenches her lips together sometimes or um, the way she just plays certain lines, the, the dark humor that she brings to it. Um, those are definitely things that I'm going to try to incorporate in the, the, in the second I have a yeah if I have a chance. Melanie is a brilliant actress. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's just absolutely brilliant. And so are you in, in portraying young Shauna. Did you guys, since you're playing the same character 25 years apart, did you guys collaborate at all, talk? I mean, you sort of mentioned that you didn't, you wanted to do it uh, from a fresh perspective, but mm -hmm. as the as you were shooting the episodes and they were going on and on, did you talk at all with her? I mean, we went for coffee at the beginning of the show just to make sure that we had the same vision for Shauna, that we related to her in the same way and that we saw her in the same light. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just like little random things that I would, that I wouldn't think of. And then on the day, like, I remember this one time I was writing, Shauna writes in her journal all the time and I'm a lefty. And so I started writing with my left hand and then I just, it kind of clicked and I was like, wait, does Melanie, what is Melanie left or right-handed? Like little tiny details. Um, and trust me, the fans I, would pick up on that. <laughs> They would. They actually would. And that's why, for me, it was so important because it's little details that make such a huge difference and that go a long way. Um, so I would, like, shoot her a text or I'd ask the producers, like, wait, how did Melanie do this or that? Um, so, yeah, tiny details like that that we had to make sure we were always doing the same thing. Now, I assume the two different timelines, the 96 and the 21, you got, I mean, it must have been two completely different sets. You guys did not interact at all. Am I correct? Uh, no, so they were shooting in a studio in Vancouver, and we were shooting in like an actual forest about an hour away from the city. Um, and they would most of the time do a whole week, and then we would do the other week. So we actually never saw each other on set, except when maybe we had pickups, we would see them on set, like walking around, but we never worked or interfered really together. Um, so it was, it's been, it was, it's cool though, because now when I watch the show. I kind of feel like I'm watching it as a fan as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like there's this whole story that I haven't seen. I don't know how they've been doing it. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like I'm watching the show at the same time. Do you like how the producers have done it? How they weave in from the past to the present back and forth throughout a whole episode? Uh, yeah, I, th I mean, it's again, it's so hard for me to say. I think it, it, it looks cool, but it took me 
a couple of episodes and a couple of viewings for me to get used to it just because like being in it and like reading the script I had this certain vision in my mind and sometimes I I would think like oh this specific cut is weird or feels off but it's just because I'm, I'm so implicated in the project and because I had this particular vision um but once I watched the episodes a couple of times now I see it in like more of a like I stand back and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, see the bigger picture now. Um, but yeah, I think it looks cool. I think we all look so similar to our older selves. I think casting did a fabulous job. It's it's quite crazy actually. Like I didn't think I looked like Melanie at all when I got casted. Um, and there's certain shots, a specific one where I'm just sitting in the plane and my face is tilted slightly towards the left. Yeah. And it intercut, it intercut with Melanie sitting at this restaurant and it looks that the resemblance is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that I think they did a brilliant job. They did. And uh, now, I mean, with uh, the two different timelines and all that, when you were given the script uh, for a particular episode, were you given just your guys's in the wilderness part of the script? Or did you guys get to see what the present day version of your characters were doing as well? Uh, we got the yeah we got the full script and we would before every episode we would do this table raid via Zoom because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got to see um, how the, the relationship, um, how they acted together, because um, they would they would be full on even during the table raids. It was amazing. Juliet was like sobbing. Um, yeah, they would bring like full performances to the table. So we got like glimpses of what our present day selves look like. So explain that as an actor and you, you know, you're sitting down at the table read and you're seeing these two different timelines weaving back and forth in a single episode. How much of a challenge is that as an actor to face? I mean, again, I, I tried to keep it like day by day and, and not think of like what would happen to my my future self, but it is it is a challenge because you want to make it look as plausible as possible. And, and and the whole point is for them, it's for the transition to be like seamless. Like you don't want to be able to spot like the differences. And, and so, but I think at the end of the day, I think it's even harder for the directors and, and the producers to keep this like timeline and, and to make it fit. Um, so for me it wasn't for me it wasn't that hard to be honest now when you booked the role of shauna um and you got this script what was it that you wanted to bring to shauna your shauna the 1996 version of shauna that was unique to the role that maybe wasn't in the script that you wanted to make your own was there any part of shauna that we just saw in the first season that you wanted to bring out uh, for yourself and for the viewers to see? I think I wanted her to be complex and I wanted people to hate her and love her at the same time. And I think that's what's so beautiful and that's what drew me to Shauna when I read her. Um, it was that I think she is profoundly a very caring person um, and I think that she's kind of lost herself in trying to fit in everyone's boxes and what and what they want her to be mm -hmm. and how they want her to act and what they want her to say. 
Um, so she's kind of lost her voice and in, in herself and in, in trying to be what people want her to be. Um, but I think she has this sort of deep confidence and, and she's incredibly smart, but she won't let other people see that. And I think she even has this kind of darker side, which you see even more later on with her kind of yeah. dark humor. Um, and But you see it from the get-go in episode one when she um, ends up sleeping with um, Jeff. And I, I love that scene because it says so much about her. It, there's so much conflict in this character, but yet whenever she does something so terrible, you kind of still root for her. And so that's what I wanted. I wanted people to embrace Shauna's flaws and and love her for who she truly is, which isn't always pretty. Exactly. And I would even take it a step further. And I would say Shauna in 96 and Shauna in 21 is defined by the guilt that she mm -hmm. holds on her shoulders. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think, again, I think she's so conflicted because there is this, like I said earlier, this kind of darkness inside of her that she's aware that is part of her. And whenever she tries to let it shine, I think she feels incredibly guilty. And I think, again, that's why you love her so much because everything terrible she does at the end of the day is she's still so caring and, and, and loving and wants to spare everybody's feelings. And I think that's why if throughout the whole season she doesn't say anything to Jackie about what happened is she feels so guilty and mm -hmm. she's trying to ultimately spare Jackie's feelings even though it means you know carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders exactly now there have been plenty of shows and movies done with this sort of Lord of the Flies premise okay uh, people stranded you know they have to fight for survival when you got the role, did you do any kind of research? Like, for example, there's this movie, I don't know if you saw it, called Alive, based on a true story about the plane crash in the uh, South American Alps. Uh, not the Alps. Um, uh, I forgot. The mountain range <laughs> down yeah. in South America going to Chile for the soccer match, actually. Yeah. Or was it rugby? But anyway, they're up there for months, and they resorted to cannibalism did you do any kind of research or background into stories like that, whether it be other fictional movies or true stories like the movie Alive that it was based on? Yeah, I mean, obviously the movie Alive was a huge source of inspiration. And those that mountain ranges, the Andes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that was definitely a, a huge source of, of inspiration. I think, yeah, just reading about how you know, how being in such circumstances affects your mind. And I think that's what fascinated me the most about about every kind of survival story um, is yet yeah, how how strong your mind is, but also how weak um, your mind can be um, and how just being sleep deprived and food deprived um, affects your your mood and your and your system. Um, and I and, and how when the survival instinct instinct kicks in and I think that's what's so interesting is that we go to lengths that we don't even think we're capable of and I and I can't wait for Yellow Jackets to reach the I'm, I'm very curious actually to see how the progression how we're going to transform into eating people because there has to be this like click of like okay now we have to like fully survive exactly. um and it's and it's it's like 
I'm, I, there was this guy that um, fell into a crevice at some point. I read about this story um, and he was stuck and he ended up breaking his own leg and cutting it in order to get out because that was the only way he could survive. And, and you think that would hurt terribly. Obviously, I'm sure it hurt, but you're so filled with endorphins that it kind of doesn't hurt. And I think that's so fascinating. Um, and so, yeah, some, just some research about that, some research about, you know, wilderness, like what can you eat, how to, you know, how to find yourself according to the, to the sun and, and, and just things like basic survival. survival. Yeah. Survival stuff. And obviously we had people on set to help us out, to show us how to hold a gun properly, to show us how to skin animals and, and things like that. Now, the very opening minutes of the show in the pilot is we see that person running away. We don't know who it is, and they fall into that pit, and they're dead. And we see a bunch of people wearing, you know, uh, these outfits made out of clothes from animal skin. They take it. Anyway, We by the time we reach the finale of season one, and we know where you guys are at in the wilderness... We still don't know uh, the timeline or where those opening minutes in the first episode, what season that might even be. That might be, if it gets that far, season three, four, who knows, uh, in the timeline. But we do know that from the very opening minutes, these girls go through something very horrific to get them to that point that we see in the very, uh, you know, the very opening minutes of the first episode. Do you, when you uh, guys got on the set, did they give you any sort of, uh, you know, timeline as to when that might have occurred? I know if they did, you probably can't share. But beyond the first season, did the producers and the writers share with you what is going to happen? Uh, honestly, they gave us barely any information. We, well, the only thing we know is that we're stranded for, I think, is 18 months um we don't even know who like who that person that falls in the trap is we don't know who the antler queen is we don't like we see misty's face at some point but we don't know anything i don't know what's going to happen to my baby i don't know we knew that jackie was going to die we knew that was like the big finale reveal but we didn't even know coming into the first season how she was going to die um so it's a little frustrating for us because we kind of want to know and we're exciting we're excited and and we're like we're part of the show can we get the you know the tea can we get the details um but they've been keeping us in the dark which is also fun um but yeah i don't know if it's going to happen in season two or in season three if ever cross our fingers we get to season three um but i've i've been very curious and um i love how they've been putting like tiny little uh, scenes that just are kind of flirting with, you know, the, the, the cult and the insane insanity of it all. Um, like the seance scene and at the end, like the bear sacrifice, how we're slowly drifting towards something supernatural, but it's not so clear. And so they kind of been like playing on the fine line with those elements. And I think that's really interesting. And that's all leading towards the, cannibalism exactly now one of the biggest plot twists in my opinion in the first season was your character being pregnant uh when you got that script and you saw that shauna 
is going to find out that she's pregnant when she's stranded in the wilderness. What were your thoughts on that? I thought it was a very interesting element because it it makes the stakes so much higher um, for everyone. Like it's something that implicates the whole group, obviously, and that puts Shauna's life at risk. Um, I was actually very shocked when I read the whole um, abortion scene. I think I, I think it says a lot about uh, Shauna. It was a very hard scene to read. Um, and but I, I love that scene. It's like she's putting her, her she's ready to almost die to keep the secret. Um, and I'm also curious to see what's going to happen to the baby, because obviously, I mean, my thoughts are if she's not feeding herself properly because she doesn't have enough food and she's not drinking water, um, how can she yeah. grow a child inside of her? I, I feel like that baby wouldn't survive. So um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. And also, I think it's such an interesting element, especially now that Jackie's dead, because it adds to the guilt so much. It's kind of like a constant reminder of the things the bad things that she's done in the past and it's gonna it's gonna follow her for a while exactly and the timeline as well with shauna being pregnant it's obviously not the daughter that she has in 2021 because it just doesn't match up the daughter she has is like a a senior in high school where if it was the baby that you had in or you were carrying in the wilderness she would be 25 or older. So we don't know what happens to the baby and we just have to wait and find out. Uh, now there's a big moment in the finale where you and Jackie played by Ella Purnell, who is great as well, had this big blow up. Okay. Everything comes out. Uh, she calls you jealous. You call her selfish. Okay. As a fan watching the show, do you think both Shauna and Jackie were right about each other? Is Shauna jealous of Jackie? And is Jackie a selfish person who really thinks of everybody else as a supporting cast member in the story of her life? I mean, I think when we get into such big arguments, it's sort of like part of the truth, but it's aggravated by how angry you feel. I don't think that... I think that deep down, Jackie is a little selfish because she doesn't always take Sean into consideration and, and the whole world kind of does revolve around her. But we still see, I, I still think that Jackie truly loves Shauna and Shauna is truly Jackie's best friend. And I think she you know, she loves her so much and, and everything she's done, even though it seems selfish, I think she did it also for Shauna. I don't think she even noticed um, how she wasn't taking Shauna into consideration, but also because probably Shauna's never spoken up about it before. I think there's a huge lack of communication and that's often what happen, uh, happens in friendships. Um, like how is Jackie supposed to know if Shauna's never told her that she doesn't like soccer? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's an important element. And I think uh, there is a, a part of Shauna that is slightly jealous i think she also loves jackie deeply and they have a bond that's you know so strong but i think yeah i think shauna knows that she's probably smarter than than jackie um probably a nicer person and she doesn't maybe she just doesn't um see why people are just so obsessed with with jackie and she yeah. knows that she has as much if not more potential than jackie 
Um, so I think, yeah, there is there is maybe this element of of jealousy, but it also comes because of the fact that she doesn't feel seen by Jackie. And so that, I think, sorry, go no, ahead. No, go on. I was going to say that that point that you just made was made on the show as well. When the coach pulls her into his office and he asks her, do you know why I made you captain this year? You're definitely not the fastest or whatever. It's because you're the biggest influence over these other girls. And and being, uh, yeah, and 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 I think that's maybe why Shauna is slightly jealous because, like the coaches, like the coach said, like she's not the fastest, she's not the best, she just has influence for some reason because she's pretty and 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 cool. And I think Shauna, even though knows that she has this deep confidence inside of her, I think she has a hard time expressing it and and standing up for herself. So I I, I kind of always thought, you know, when if they go to a party, she would love to be able to be like Jackie and talk to everyone and, and be this outgoing person. And I think she sometimes feels a little stuck inside of her body. And so I think there is this element of jealousy. And I think Jackie does have this element of, of being, you know, self-obsessed. But at the end of the day, I think they still loved each other very much and cared for each other and that's why they were friends because ultimately you're not friends with not friends with someone that's just a mean person um and i think that if if it wasn't for the plane crash if it wasn't for the wilderness uh things would have been dealt differently probably in a calmer situation um they probably would have just talked it out um and Jackie, I don't think would have died in other circumstances. So I think it's just a very sad way to, to end things. It is. It is very sad. And it leaves us with, again, so many questions heading into season two. Now, Shauna, your character, both past and present, is a very dark character. Uh, and I love how that is subtly shown throughout the first season. And a good example is in yesterday's finale, when you guys... Uh, when the bear was killed and you guys were cutting up the meat when you went to taste the blood and you had mm-hmm. to be stopped. That's just a little subtle hint that Shauna has the capability of going to a very dark place. Um, mm-hmm. When you were playing that out, when you read that, did you? is that what you wanted to get across? That she is, her mind can't go to these very dark places and is capable of doing more horrific stuff than we have even seen yet. Definitely. And again, talking about the complexity of the character, I think she comes off as as sweet and caring, but she's, I think there's a lot that she keeps to herself and doesn't show to everyone. And I think that little scene is a glimpse of kind of what's going on inside her head and how even before that scene, she's just so interested in cutting up the deer. And she's like, oh, I'll volunteer. Like tiny little beats that I think come across as very, are very subtle. Um, but it just gives you a glimpse of how far she's going to go. And I also love when adult Shauna um, skins the rabbit that she found in her backyard and then doesn't tell anybody about it. Um, or she says, no, I'm kidding. It obviously wasn't a, it wasn't a rabbit, but yeah. it, it was like, I think there's a lot more to her than what she lets out to believe to other people around yeah, her. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's these little hints, like in adult Shauna, 
when they have that dead body in the bathtub and, you know, they go to her, here, you do this, you, you've always been the best one at this anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what do they mean by that, you know? And yeah. I guess we have to wait and find out. Now, also in the finale was that dream sequence uh, where you dream, you go out, you bring Jackie in from the cold, but end up poisoning her and you see that man. Um, what was it like shooting that scene? I didn't think it was a dream at all. I was totally surprised when you woke up and you found out it was a dream. Would you say that was a premonition of Jackie dying, That, which is what happened when you did wake up? Uh, was it her guilt weighing on her? How do you see that? I think it's a mix between a premonition and the actual death of Jackie, I think it it plays again on the fine line. Um, And I think it's, yeah, it is kind of Jackie. And I love how everyone's standing around Jackie and like, we all love you, Jackie, because I think that's what Jackie just wanted all along. Um, And then when you see Laura Lee, you kind of understand what's, what's going on. So I think it's, yeah, a mix between Jackie dying and also Shauna you she wakes up in a panic and she already knows that something is up it's like when you when you're when you've shared such a close bond with someone you can kind of feel when something's wrong or or something's off um so yeah I I think it's a mix between both and I think it's also just a a beautiful scene because we're all there surrounding Jackie and and even though we sense that something is going wrong and that something's off I think we are kind of hoping as an audience that everything is going to be fixed and everything can be fine. And maybe there is a happy ending. Um, but no, sadly, yeah. there's a, there's a sadder scene following it. <laughs> and you got to say the cast, the characters that they have built are all great. And another fascinating character is that of Misty, who's obviously a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. she's obviously, I mean, it's known from high school and before. Do you think, if you had to classify Misty, do you think she's a product of her getting bullied or would you say that she's just been like that her whole life? And when that tragedy happened and the plane crashed in the wilderness, it allowed her for the first time to be herself. I think it's a mixture of both. I think she's definitely always been a little off, which is probably why she's been bullied. I think she's definitely always had a darker side of very crazy scary side um but i think ultimately she from a very young age probably just wanted to be loved um and i think when they land on in in the forest and everybody starts you know relying on her and 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 putting her on a pedestal and needing her um i think you know, she she finally finds purpose and she finally finds what she's always wanted for, which wanted is this sort of family. And in her mind to matter. Yeah, and, and to matter to people. And I think, um, but then, then, and then this went, this is when her crazy steps in, that is worth enough to like destroy the box and possibly die. Yeah. I think it's like a mixture of like, that's when the crazy steps in and she's willing to do insane things to, to have that feeling and to keep this feeling. Um, so it's, and then you kind of feel sorry for her character and then, um, but you also hate her. So she's also a very conflicted character that 
as an audience it's, it's quite fun because you kind of root for her sometimes yeah. but then you also extremely hate her and yeah i love all of her scenes with um coach scott i think it, they're so funny and they bring even though are messed up they bring a lot of lightness to the show it does it does and when we met adult misty uh who again christina reach uh who did brilliantly playing her and she's at the bar with the man. I thought for sure she was going to bring him home and kill him. I mean, I yeah, had, no, <laughs> I had yeah. no doubt she was just luring back home just to kill him. I thought she was some kind of serial killer. And and the when Natalie showed up, I, you know, those two had a great... Those two had, you know, Juliette Lewis and Christina had great chemistry on the screen. Now, success... Uh, you've tasted success at a very young age with the book Thief in uh, 2013. You must have been like around 11 or 12. And now, of course, with Yellow Jackets. So a good eight plus years. In those eight years from the book Thief to where you are now with Yellow Jackets, what would you say is the most important thing that you have learned that has helped you in your career? uh oh that's a good question um maybe I, I mean i think it's that um everything happens for a reason it might not be like career specific but just like i think the lows make you appreciate the highs so much more and i think um i was extremely lucky when i was young everything happened so early without even me i mean i i was obviously working hard for it but it kind of just fell into my lap and i don't think i was even realizing what was happening to me and um i've been extremely lucky to have been able to keep working throughout these eight years and i've been pretty much constantly busy but there has been lows and and there has been i've, I've been doing more indie stuff um and i think yeah again like i said the lows make you appreciate the highs so much more and i think now that i've matured and gotten older i appreciate every single thing a lot more i appreciate you know every member of the cast and crew so much more um and every opportunity so much more as well and i and i think i i'm just more grateful than i was when i was 12 obviously just because yeah. i didn't understand the stakes of what was going on um and, and yeah, so just that, and also that everything happens for a reason. It's so hard to get frustrated when you lose a project or, um, yeah, when you don't get casted for something you really wanted, but then something else comes along. And if you'd gotten that previous project, then you couldn't be on this one. So yeah. I think you just have to, you know, again, accept that it's so cliche, but everything does happen for a reason and kind of just let them universe do its thing exactly and i mean there have been a lot of uh young actors who within the very start of their career landed on a hit movie or a tv show and then that passes and it's a struggle because they feel like it's all like this and it's not and i think it's amazing and it shows the talent that people have like yourself to do something like The Book Thief, which was a big film, very successful. And then you went through the eight years of learning and now you've landed this amazing role on a hit television show. It's a testament to yourself as well and your acting and your talent to persevere, learn and come out from the other side a lot stronger 
than when you first started. Now, uh, as the as the Yellow Jackets proceeds, I know the cast is learning about the story, just you know, as the fans are. I mean, you guys are getting it sooner. But um, when it comes to older Shauna, because we sort of know your version, what's going to happen to you. Would it surprise you, like in season two, if we see that there are more survivors than have been revealed to us in the first season? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, we have the reveal at the end that there's most likely going to be an older Lottie, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm so excited about because I love Lottie's character. Um, I think there will be probably a couple more, but I also think that realistically a lot of them would have died and if i mean in order for the ones that have survived to survive they had to eat people yeah. so we have to eat a certain amount of people um so i definitely think a lot of characters are gonna die but i think we might get some some good news about maybe a couple more characters um surviving but again i have no idea um which characters that could be and based on those opening minutes again from the first episode, uh, it looks like your group, even though you guys are together at the end of the first season, at some point when you guys are in the wilderness, you splinter into separate groups and sort of become rivals with each other. Do you think that makes sense? I think that would make sense because I think that's just the nature of, of, humankind like everyone is so different and not everybody has the same values and um some people won't fight for the same things um i think there's definitely the people that are leaning towards the like whole spiritual aspect of it all and they're clinging onto this supernatural force or mm -hmm. or, or body who's going to be kind of leading that group and i think there's maybe more shauna and taisa who are maybe um that don't believe in that kind of thing that are maybe a little more grounded and skeptical um that might head towards another group and i'm very excited to see if even though we're rivals like are we going to be like trying to kill each other that yeah. would be very interesting i yeah. think you are but <laughs> i think that's what's going to ultimately happen between shauna and taisa uh between those two characters, who do you think is going to be the one to step up and take a leadership role, if you had to guess? I'm very, uh, I don't know. I think I have maybe Shauna. I feel like so far it's been Taisa. Like she's been sort of leading, but I think Taisa is going to kind of get scared because she's been like waking up in, in trees and stuff. And she's kind of failed on her first mission yeah. as a leader. Um, and so I think she's going to confine in, in Shauna a lot. And I think, um, based on like the finale, Shauna has sort of found her voice and will maybe, uh, step up and start, you know, speaking for herself more. Um, and so she might finally become the leader she always thought she was. I agree. Do you think Jackie's death had... I mean, this is sort of a no-brainer, had a profound effect on Shauna, on how she moves forward? Uh, definitely. I think it will haunt her so much. It will affect every decision she's taken. I don't, I'm very curious to see, like, what they're going to do. I, I feel like at some point they might even have to eat her, and I can't, even, I mean, <laughs> might eat her, but, like, if that ever happens, I'm like, 
I don't know how she would even be able to like put that in her body. It's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but definitely there will be a lot of guilt, but I'm curious to see if she's gonna sort of cry and, and be sad and, 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 you know, take pity on herself or if she's gonna, you know, shut every emotion out and sort of just become like this really mean and like intense, like she'll do whatever it takes to survive. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know what side of her is going to come out from that situation. And it's, I mean, it's so exciting to look forward to. Do you guys have an idea on when you're going back on the set to start shooting season two? Not really. I'm assuming they want to start as quickly as possible because everyone's so excited and everyone's been raving about it. So I'm assuming the writers are probably already in the process oh, yeah. of writing um, the second season, but we have no idea of when we're going to start shooting. But we're, we obviously can't wait. We're very excited to get back on set. Would you say, you know, you and your timeline cast members have bonded off screen and become friends? Do you guys stay in touch? You sort of hinted that you do. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we, we were obviously, um, we started shooting in the middle of the pandemic, so we had no one to hang out with but each other and um it kind of just happened naturally every weekend we would all go to each other's apartments and hang out um and i think just going through such you know traumatic scenes and and hard scenes just brought us even closer and it felt good because even though we had some very um hard a lot of hard and emotional days i think we were all going through it together and so that kind of brought this sense of community and, and family um and yeah we're still all super close we're always we have this group chat which we're probably texting on it like every day um and it's been fun because i think we're all i've never met such a, a diverse group of people we are all extremely different there's girls that i on set that like we are literally polar opposites mm -hmm. but i think we all bring out the best in each other and even on set acting wise i love how we're all so supportive which is which can be rare sometimes as actors there can be a lot of competition competition and and um but we are on set we were just always rooting for each other and we weren't and if we weren't in the shot we'd all go behind the monitors and look at the other girl's shot and then like scream and be so happy for her and encourage her so there was just a lot, a lot of love and support on set. That is so awesome. Sophie, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing that with us. Like you, we're excited to see what's yet to come. I think it's going to get a lot darker and we're going to see stuff that's going to blow us away. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be really, really fascinating to see not only back in 96, but with the older ones in 21 and how their life progresses. Um, is there any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Um, I mean, not really. I'm just thankful to everyone listening. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for supporting it. And I really hope that all of your theories come true. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I saw your Instagram post yesterday that you reposted about somebody who was saying how you can go from laughing to crying on camera. <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> Thank you so much to our guest, Sophie Nelise, for uh, sharing with us. The show is called Yellow Jackets. It's available on Showtime. If you haven't watched it yet, please go and binge it. You will not, you will not regret it. It's a great show. It's 
it has its funny moments. It's definitely dark and definitely a lot of character twists. Again, thank you to Sophie. Thank you to our entire audience for tuning in, whether you're watching this live or later on. Until next time, on behalf of Sophie and myself, stay safe. Stay walking, guys. Good night. Thank you. Good night.